Welcome to Wrestling Now. I'm your host. I'm Lloyd. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the next edition of uh, my podcast, the AEW Dynamite Post Show Reactions. Um, just a few things here to go, just go over, just to reiterate, good, just to air out is negative one, uh, Brody Lee Jr., uh, his John Hoover's son, he had his birthday, and they celebrated it on the show, I thought, you know, I don't know what the heck was going on here for a second, I'm like, okay, so that was cool, and then I was like, all right, where's this gonna lead to, it's like, is this gonna be like, like, someone's face getting hit with a fucking cake and you know what sure enough at the end at the end of all this someone's face did hit cake i was like oh man that was so wwe that's like a very wwe ish thing to do but whatever the cake could cut a funny promo but it's just the antics are just very wwe ish it's not very sports entertainment like uh sometimes i just feel like they would just stay away from antics like that so and then be taken more seriously um, so yeah, um, um, then we had the, um, uh, then we had a brawl that led out there because, um, Luther was out there and he talked about how he hate kids and now he was going to ruin his birthday and he didn't care about what him being on the show. He doesn't want him there. And then it led out to a brawl and then an eight man tag, dark order and hangman tag versus the chaos project and TH2. It was cool, you know, Dark Order, Hangman won, of course. Then they wanted to know the decision. You know, will he join the Dark Order or will he not? And, <laughs> come on, we all knew Hangman Page didn't didn't join the Dark Order, so they were all bumped out. It was so weird, man, so baby faces. These guys are not baby faces. I was so expecting them to get upset and beat the shit out of fucking Hangman Page, but none of that happened, and it just ended like that. I don't know. It didn't make any sense for me. The show, they were talking about how great the show was, but at the same time, it had the show had some holes in it, you know? That was number one. Um, you know, then we had Darby and Sting in the ring, cutting a little promo. Well, Darby was, and Sting was there, and Sting had a few words to say, and then all of a sudden, Team Taz is on the Titatron, um, letting them both know that they're sick and tired of them and all this shit that they're going through and and tired of them being disrespected. So they're, they challenged Darby and Sting to a street fight, and Darby and Sting accepted. So this is probably going to be something cinematic because, um, you know, they want to make Sting look fresh and and good, and they don't want him to make it you know, look like shit, like every other WWE Hall of Famer when he's in a match and is and is like way past his fucking prime. So, um, so yeah, my fingers are crossed. I hope that comes out well. Then we have Pretty Peter Avalon versus Cody Rhodes. One of my friends thought that this uh, that Pretty Peter Avalon in this match. Versus Cody, I thought it was a good match. He thought it was, there was too much offense by um, by Peter Avalon, but I thought it was cool because Jay Cargill, Jay Cargill got it, got involved, and 
you know, distracted Cody, and then I gave Peter the, the opportunity to get his offense in. So, you know what? It made sense to me. And this match was totally acceptable. I love this match. It's good to see Pretty pretty, uh, pretty Peter Avalon in a, in a main event match, um, in a really big match, and it, and it had a big match feel for him. I like that. He's been in the show going through all this shit with fucking Brandon Cutler. It's about time he got some. He, he got, you know... You know, he took his turn out of away from that, you know, from all that going backwards with someone like that or, you know, because they're basically just both jobbers working together. You know, at least on his own, he gets to wrestle cool people on his own and he makes himself look good. So. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, Cody won the match because, like, I think, oh, yeah, Cody had him in the figure forward, and Avalon was going to tap out. I mean, Avalon was going to was gonna punch out punch out of it, but then Cody was going to punch him in the face. And, you know, pretty pretty, pretty Avalon, that's his moneymaker. So instead of getting punched in the face, he tapped out. That was so funny. So cool, man. That's a cool, even a cool ending to go with it. So then, uh, that, and then Jungle Boy and um, Dax Harwood. Basically, Jungle Express and cutting a promo, and then of course FTR was there, and they didn't like anything that they said, and talking about how these guys are jokes. But then Jungle Boy is talking about how he's been learning since he's been there, and all of a sudden he challenges Dark Dax Harwood to a match. Uh, hopefully, that's next week, man. That's gonna be such a cool match because Jungle Boy is getting better and better. He's adding more to his arsenal. Even uh, he's even becoming more of a technician. John Moxley was in competition. He went against Nick Camarado. First, his first match since December twentieth. Man, so um, so that was cool. He picked uh, he won that match and put Nick Camarado to sleep. So that was cool. Put him in a sleeper. There's nothing else he could. There's no other way he could have beaten that dude. Every, that dude was just all over mauling John Moxley. So he had to put that nigga to sleep. Uh, then we had Jake the Snake out there with uh, A. Kingston. And, uh, you know, he was out there. He was out. Uh, Jake the Snake was out there um, standing up for Lance Archer, cutting a promo against Eddie Kingston. So you already know something's going to happen next week. I think we're, think we're finally going to get it, ladies and gentlemen. I think we're going to finally get Archer versus Kingston. So. Then we had uh, a tag team match. Top, Matt Seidel on top flight. You know, Damian and Darius Martin versus Private Party and Matt Hardy. Of course, the new heel faction of Private Party and Matt Hardy. Money Matt, excuse me. Money Matt. So, got a chance to see Private Party cheat the shit out of, out of the, themselves out of this match. Because, man, he hit, I think, either Darius or Dante in the back with a chair. And then um, Marcus Quinn... It was Isaiah Cassidy who did it. And then Mark Quinn was... At first, I thought Mark Quinn was going to be surprised and not go, willing to go with it. And he did. So, there you go. That just completed the whole heel thing for them. Now, they're totally heels. And, of course, they won that match. And, then, and of course, they're going against the Good Brothers for the Impact Tag Team Championships. That's <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen. 
Yeah, that's right. Impact. Impact Wrestling Tapping. Not the, not the AEW, exactly. Then we have Penelope Ford versus Layla Hirsch. I like Layla Hirsch. She's getting better and better every week. They're giving her better women to wrestle against every week. And she's putting on a clinic against all these other women. It's just the whole fact that she's not winning. But other than that, Layla Hirsch is badass. I mean, check out her matches. She's got at least four or five to, uh, of highlights of her, of her matches, of her showing these women off and her amateur style of wrestling. I mean, yeah, she's like, I guess, then got a Russian background, but shit, she came out of New Jersey, motherfuckers. I love that. That's why I love it, because she's, she's a New Jerseyan. She's one of my favorites, and I want her to move up, on, you know, move up, move up in the ranks and get herself another title shot, because I like her against the champions. She makes the champions, you know, she gives them really the top, the competition that they need, they need to see. Because, I mean, have this. don't get me wrong, them going against jobbers is cool, but then going against someone like Layla Hirsch is totally outside of the box, so that's cool. So Penelope Ford won this match, of course, with a lot of cheating from fucking the butler, Charles Taylor, uh, their young boy, uh, and, Kip Sa- and Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian got involved in, and got her, and it costed, her, costed Layla Hirsch the match, so, because if not, Layla Hirsch would have won this match. So that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, of course, uh, um, Charles Taylor's young boy uh, tenure is going to end at beach break. Thank God, because I hate seeing him in that fucking tuxedo looking like a bitch. Or, or Meryl's bitch, for that fact. So, I mean, he made I mean, he made, he made, made Orange Cassidy listen to him, tell him that he didn't want him as friends. He's not his best friend anymore. And he, like, don't want to, never, never wanted to see him again. So, this... Yeah, he just wanted him to. He just wanted him to hurt his feelings. Mission accomplished. So, I mean, the good brother Ken Omega was whooping zero middle uh, Penta Zero's ass. So of course, Penta can't wrestle. So, you know. So you know that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have, like, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. I mean, probably with Co- and the Bucks with Cody. Who knows? But then but then it's weird because, I mean, Co- oh, yeah, Cody's supposed to respond to Shaq's challenge uh, to Shaq next week, finally, after what Shaq said week, uh, over a month ago. I'm glad they're finally getting to this situation. So... So Penta, oh yeah, I, like I was saying, Penta Zero Middle was out of out of commission because of the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. They put him out of commission. Um, then the Bucks, it, it's so weird. You see how random this is. Then you have the Bucks and the Good Brothers are going against all of the Dark Order next week. Come on, man, how are you gonna put these niggas together after what after what they've been going through the last two weeks? It, it, Kenny Omega just forgot about them. The last uh, f- the the one week where they did the whole two sweet thing, and then after that, the next two weeks after that is a big question mark, especially after after what Don Callis and the Young Bucks were uh, were just discussing that at one time in a pro in a vignette where where they visited Kenny's house for a meeting, and then he was in there, and fucking Don Callis was trying to buy off the Bucks, wrote him a check and everything, just to, for them to stay away from Kenny because they're not. Kenny Omega material anymore. He knows. He knows. He wants Kenny's best interest. Oh man, this shit is just. 
piling up. But then, but then we, but then we got a tag team match with the four guys who were just in, in question. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they implode during the match and lose it versus the Dark Order, or maybe they work together and still whoop each other's asses after the match. I don't know. But something's gonna happen next week. Something's gonna come out of this next week. We need answers, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, the the main event, the three man uh, three way tag team match, all inner circle versus the inner circle. You had Sammy and Jake Hager uh, versus uh, MJF and Chris Jericho versus PNP Proud and Powerful, Santana Ortiz, and um, I don't know, man. I didn't see any sense in this. I don't know why these guys just don't go against any other faction or, or the people on the roster, but they're simply going against each other every week. Every every issue that they're having is with each other week after week, and it's got to, I don't know, I'm kind of tired of it. I kind of want them to go against other people to work together as a faction instead of coming together, uh, uh, wrestling with, uh, you know, they're wrestling within each other and then, you know, wrestling with each other, and then all of a sudden they're having more beef with each other when they're wrestling each other. But they know they're doing it just because it's competition. But at the same time, their fucking faction is gonna implode with all this fucking wrestle, all these matches. So, boom, MJF, and of course MJF and Jericho win this match. But at the same time, you see everyone kind of kind of heated about it. But I guess they're gonna come together next week. Is really gonna be a big one. Um, then, oh man, it makes me wonder what's going to happen. What's going to happen with the inner circle? Are they going to finally stay together? Are they going to stay together? Or are they going to finally just separate and go all on singles run and singles run, and then leave uh, Santana Ortiz to, to finally be the great tag team that they have been for the last three, four years in Impact Wrestling, and then getting here to this company? But then they're sidelined now because they're with Chris Jericho. Don't get me wrong, Chris Jericho is an icon, and I'm sure he's teaching them everything in the book that they need to know about wrestling, about the entertainment business. But at the same time, Santana Ortiz were the, were LAX at one point. They were the tag team champions. They were the hottest thing going on in the Indies before they came to Impact, uh, AEW. And then the, the leave Impact Wrestling for that. And then, bam, all of a sudden, they have, they're not really in any tag team competition. And I don't think they have been until the first since the first year they... Since the first, like, six months that the company was in Carnation. And then after that, it's kind of like, all right, inner circle, and they're just chilling. Nah, man. I mean, I get it, but I don't know. I hope something comes out of this. I'm not trying to be super, like, negative and objective, but I'm just trying, you know, just to bring a voice and just put it out there in, in plain sight. To, and, you know, and I just hope these storylines build to something. There's a resolution to it. So. Thank you all so much. That's going to be me for for now. Uh, I'll be back next week. Uh, then after that, uh, most likely, I'm going to be out of town and then watch the Royal Rumble, of course, like everyone else. But um, who knows what's going to happen this year? I don't even know they're going to be fans. So tune in for that. You guys all be safe. It's 2021. You guys all have a great new year, like like usual. Like, like, like I've been saying every week, 
be safe. Please wear your mask. And um, be careful who you get in contact with out there. You guys all be safe.